0: There's a reflexive, probably knee-jerk reaction that happens anytime a hockey team isn't doing well. And I'm talking about even in the course of a single period, and it's to point at the goaltending. It's lazy. It's almost always inaccurate. Except right now, it kind of isn't. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Pirates if you're interested in those subjects. The Penguins play in Washington tomorrow night. They will be looking to break, say it with me, a seven-game losing streak. And by the way, don't be one of those people who says seven-game winless streak because it's 0-6-1. All seven games ended as a loss. The fact that they got a point For the overtime game against Boston, even that should be expunged because they blew a three-goal lead to get to it, if you want to get non-technical on this. There have been all kinds of issues through this streak. There's been fatigue. There's been scheduling. There's been travel. There's also been poor performance, particularly by the bottom six among the forwards, particularly by Brian Dumoulin and Jeff Petrie on the blue line, particularly by the power play, particularly by the penalty killing. And at the same time, you can't go through any of these and not reach the conclusion that nothing would have prevented either Tristan Jari or Casey DeSmith from stealing just one of these along the way. You know, when the Penguins blew the two-goal lead in Buffalo, after the game, I asked Mike Sullivan down outside the locker room if it would be nice if this occurred. And his response was to deflect all over creation. And, And and you know what? I don't even necessarily blame him for that. Coaches at all levels of hockey have very little to gain from criticizing their goaltenders unless they feel there's a lack of preparation or a lack of in-game focus all you're doing is hurting the cause because goalies are how do we put this they're different species okay and if they're already messed up messing them up further by toying with their confidence isn't going to be a benefit to anyone however however the facts show that neither goaltender is getting the job done. Jari right now is four three and one, which sounds good until you look at his nine oh four save percentage, which is nowhere near where he should be. He should absolutely unequivocally be in the nine thirty range. That's what his talent level has shown. That's what his performance has shown over the past two regular seasons. Casey DeSmith, he pretty much is what he is, but he's got a 904 save percentage and he's 03 and 1. So he hasn't contributed really anything to the cause to date other than having been in the net in Montreal when the Canadians made their own big comeback and won in overtime. And there was the loser point for that. That's it. Now, I'm not going to be a doofus here and suggest that they make some kind of changes in goal, because as was discussed passionately yesterday's episode, they can't make changes. They can't do anything. Please don't ever mention the name Dustin Tokarski as some kind of solution. He's the goaltender in Wilkes-Barre, and he's going to remain the goaltender in Wilkes-Barre. And anybody who romanticizes the goaltender in Wilkes-Barre only needs to remember Louis Deming having been the goaltender in Wilkes-Barre. And it was a cute story for about a period in the past playoffs. This solution has to come from Jari. And you don't even need to include DeSmith in this. Jari needs to become the franchise goaltender. I have said a lot of positive things about him, and I'm going to stand by them. I believe the Penguins should sign him to a long-term contract. I believe he can be the franchise goaltender in Pittsburgh. He has the talent. He has, a little bit to my surprise, the temperament. Now what he's got to do is win a few games. Maybe he's got to win them on his own. Every once in a while, the goaltender will be counted on to do that, and there have been opportunities just over the past week. Advanced analytics will show that the past week saw three games in which the Penguins performed, from a skater standpoint, at their very best. They generated more chances. They allowed fewer chances. They put more of their own chances away than they had been, at least against decent goaltenders. Early on this season, they were facing a lot of bad goalies. And they did a lot of things well. But they didn't get either the big goal or the big save. We've talked a lot about not getting the big goal. We haven't talked nearly as much about the other end. Not every single time... That Dumoulin messes up is all about that one thing. The goalie can make saves. And if you go back to last regular season, you'll recall, particularly this time of year, that Jari had to go on a little bit of a run. He had to carry his team. He had to buy them some time to get more comfortable with each other, the new guys to get more comfortable with the system, and for Sullivan and his staff to be able to make the changes that are needed without paying a price the way they are right now in the standings. I don't have some big proposal here. I usually like to do that. I like to say, here's what they ought to be doing. But I do have... One small one. And that's that Sullivan needs to ride Jari for a while. I understand they have the game tomorrow in Washington and then a couple in short order this weekend in Toronto and Montreal. I don't want to see DeSmith in any of them. I don't want to see him in any of them. I don't care how they mapped out the goaltending schedule far in advance, which Sullivan and Andy Kyoto will do. This is a time right now where you need your starting goaltender, to go all Connor Hellebuck on the process. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know about Hellebuck, once the Winnipeg Jets decided to ride him and turn him into a guy who was going to be good for 70 games or so, the old school Martin Brodeur style, what do you know? He became a Vezina Trophy-winning goaltender. And the Jets were able to ride him to some moderate success, but individually, He was the ultimate success when it comes to goaltending. Let this kid play. Stop fearing for him. Let him play. When we come back, J1Q. from Alex who asks DK what kind of effect would the Fenway Sports Group's potential sale of the Liverpool Football Club have on the Penguins uh, for anybody who didn't hear the news out of England yesterday and you're to be forgiven for that sort of thing it's a hockey show that you're listening to but FSG made known somewhat indirectly that they're going to listen to offers to buy Liverpool. Now, I don't care about that any more than probably 99.999% of you would. And there was zero indication either from FSG or any uh, related media that the Penguins or any other FSG asset could also be sold. But there it is. And if you're making that move, if you're FSG, you're probably making it because of what? Yeah, capital. You need the capital. And there's a nice, easy way (laughs) in the sports world to generate a ton of it. And that's to put a sports team up for sale, as we're currently seeing with Dan Snyder and the Washington Commanders in the NFL. Now, until anything were to materialize on the Pittsburgh front... I'm not going to be offering all kinds of, you know, big powerful opinions on this sort of thing. I don't believe that FSG would have invested all the money that they did and invested all the time they did so recently in acquiring the Penguins. If they didn't have some sense of what their financial condition was, you don't often even in mega corporations, work yourself into such a massive hole that you just say, wow, we sure could use a billion and a half dollars in cold cash, which is probably what you'll get for an asset like Liverpool. So I'm thinking that maybe there's something there where they just want to get out of the British market. Maybe they just want to focus more On the United States. One thing that I had heard at the time of the Penguins purchase was that FSG also was looking into something related to the NBA. Heaven knows that's not in Pittsburgh. I'm talking about an actual NBA club in an actual market that would support an NBA franchise, which is not Pittsburgh. And that they would look for something that would be uh to their brand, uh, to the, what they build up their brand as being, which is, you know, that we want only uh, world class elite sports franchises. And they painted the Penguins as that accurately so. I don't mean that in a derisive way at the time of the purchase, just as they did with Liverpool. But maybe, maybe that's just the money that they want to use in order to get that NBA team in the United States and simplify things. I'm just flinging that against the wall. Again, I have not heard absolutely anything that would suggest that they're going to sell the Penguins. I will say this, I really wouldn't care if they did. Honestly, there's just nothing about this scenario that makes me go, oh yeah, boy, that'd be a terrible loss for the city of Pittsburgh if FSG sold the Penguins. No moron anywhere would move the Penguins. This is the number one United States-based NHL market. No one would demand a new arena or anything like that. PPG Paints Arena is barely a decade old. So we, as Pittsburghers, don't have anything to lose in that equation. And oh, by the way, I still, I still want to think that the FSG people had something to do with giving Franco Harris, of all people, a free jersey. What was that all about? I, we're, we're going to do another one of these tomorrow. Bye.